Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Friday. It is the 28th of July. This is Here First. From IPR News, I'm Michael Leland. Donald Trump will make an appearance at a Republican Party of Iowa fundraiser tonight in Des Moines. IPR's Clay Masters reports it's the first multi-candidate event the former president has attended in Iowa since announcing his third bid for the White House. Trump remains atop national polls in the race for the Republican presidential nomination. He notably skipped a large gathering of evangelical Christians earlier this month, which featured many of his rivals. He also announced this week he's skipping Governor Kim Reynolds' new Fairside Chats she's hosting at the state fair next month. This follows his recent jabs at Governor Reynolds for not endorsing him. But Trump will be among the 13 presidential candidates speaking at the state party's Lincoln Dinner in Des Moines tonight. So will his main rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and his former vice president, Mike Pence. Lawyers for Trump met with members of special counsel Jack Smith's team on Thursday over a potential indictment over his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. The first in the nation Republican Iowa caucuses are scheduled for January 15th. Ahead of tonight's event, Republican presidential candidate Tim Scott says rival Ron DeSantis should be asked to clarify his position on Florida's new black history curriculum. As a country founded upon freedom, greatest deprivation of freedom, of slavery, there is no silver lining in freedom, in slavery. The curriculum includes a line that says slaves develop skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Vice President Kamala Harris has said the new curriculum is an attempt to replace history with lies. DeSantis says the curriculum is a 200-page document that has very vivid details about the injustices of slavery. Secretary of State Paul Pates raising attention about human trafficking ahead of World Day Against Trafficking in Persons. He says human trafficking, like forced labor or sexual exploitation, is on the rise in states, including Iowa. Pate says it's particularly hard for law enforcement to target, given its access through the Internet. He says greater awareness of the problem and training on how to report it are keys for reduction. Call it a neighborhood watch approach. You know, watch what's going on around. And if you see unusual behavior, report to law enforcement because uh, they're trained professionals. Let them sort it out. Iowa's Department of Public Safety says there was a 61 percent increase in human trafficking related tips between 2021 and 22. In Cedar Rapids, historic preservation advocates are gathering signatures to save a nearly century old elementary school building from demolition. Cedar Rapids Schools is looking to replace that building with a new one. IPR's Grant Gerlach has more on the petition drive. Harrison Elementary in northwest Cedar Rapids is an English Tudor-style school built in 1930. The Cedar Rapids School Board settled on a plan to rebuild on the site instead of renovating Harrison because it would save money and a new structure would have benefits for students. But Cindy Haddish of the preservation group Save CR Heritage disagrees that the district must rebuild to meet its goals. A solid structure like this is the best. I mean, it's a gorgeous building and um, it could last for, like I said, another century easily. If more than 7,500 signatures are gathered by Monday afternoon, the petition could force a vote on financing for the project. Haddish says Save CR Heritage is planning an event Sunday at the group's office to make a final push for signatures. 
The Iowa Lottery set a record for sales in the fiscal year that ended June 30th, $481.5 million. Iowa Lottery CEO Matt Strawn says some of the big lotto jackpots helped boost sales. Scratch tickets showed a big improvement over the year before. Strawn says the economy and high gas prices had affected scratch ticket sales in the previous fiscal year. This is Here First on IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Our new budget year starts in a few weeks. IPR is currently pacing below our revenue goals for this year. We need solid funding in place to ensure that our newsroom has the resources needed to report to you on the events ahead. Give now at IPR.org. Des Moines resident Emily Billington spent most of her life in an unstable home and in foster care. She had her first child, Maverick, last year. As we hear in this story produced by Tristan Alcorta, Billington is working to provide her son with the safe and secure home she lacked growing up. This is Maverick Swing. We actually have this on 24-7. It makes this noise and when I'm at work it makes me feel like he's here even though he's at daycare. I'm Emily Wilma Billington and I'm 21 years old, and I have a son named Maverick who's 10 months old and a boyfriend of two and a half years named Cole Weatherly. We live downtown in a little two-bedroom apartment. So growing up, I didn't really have a stable home. I was in and out of foster care from like 12 to, I think, 14. So it was kind of a rough childhood. A home to me is secure and safe. I didn't have that because there was always strangers running in and out, was not clean. I had a bunch of people there, but nobody that was really there for me as a kid. Like no adult that I could talk to and trust. I felt like that was not home. I found out I was pregnant in December of 2021. I did not have plans to start my own family, actually. I was told that I could not have kids. The possibility of me having kids was rare, so... Yeah, I wasn't planning for it at all. So I started thinking about what kind of future I would want and what kind of future I would want my child to have. Whereas before, it was like every day, day to day, whose couch am I sleeping on? What bar are we going to? And instead of that, when you're pregnant, it's like, what crib do I want to buy? Like, what stories do I want to buy to read my kid before we go to bed? And it's just like a big change. So Maverick was born September 5th. 2022 the moment they laid him on my chest it was it was insane and I'd like to say that it was like something that was like magical and lovely and like sweet but for me my personal experience it was not I was scared so I was like shaking and in a lot of pain so I do feel bad that when he was first born I didn't really get to soak in those moments those first two weeks I just think I had the baby blues like I was having a really hard time connecting with him I was very depressed. So for those two weeks, everything I tried to do really was not working. But Cole, my boyfriend, he really stepped up and he took care of Maverick. And Cole would reassure me every day. Cole would be like, I got it. You're an amazing mom. You pushed him out like you did that for him, gave him life, kept him safe. So he he would really help me. So Cole would take the night shifts and kind of the day shifts too, honestly. But there was one night that he was just beyond tired So I had him in the swing most of the night, but he did wake up and I remember picking him up. And before when I picked him up, he wasn't really cuddly. He would just like fall back asleep. But this time he kind of snuggled up to my neck. 
So that next morning we woke up and I was just like, all right, what do you want to do today? I'll take you off dad's hands. And it was like an instant I love you type of thing. I do document everything about him. I have his first laugh, his first tooth, his first fall, everything that happens. So becoming a mother has changed my understandings of home because it has made home more important to me. Raising my son in a secure, safe place, making it a home, basically. It's a lot more important now because it's not only my home, I'm making it for somebody else. Yeah. Even if you don't get raised in a homey, like, comfort home, once you start a family, I feel like if you're a decent person, you'll be able to make a secure home. Emily Billington lives in Des Moines. Her story is among five produced at IPR this month in collaboration with NPR's Next Generation Radio Project. It's a program that helps coach and train public media's next generation. The week's theme has been home. Today's story was produced by Tristan Alcorta. And that's here first from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Have a great weekend.